Hello, this is Dancing Bert, your chosen autistic prince. And I'm just Tom. Not Koala. We're not even going by that name anymore. Fine, I'm Koala. <laughs> so, you had a good week? I have had a good week. Let's, uh, let's jump right into this. <laughs> yeah. Is there any news worthy things you want to talk about? Regarding. Oh, oh. That reminds me. Go on. We have had another death in nerd culture, slightly. Oh dear, yes. I don't think I know about this. Um, mainly for, I guess, only a certain amount of people. If anyone watched the original Power Rangers... I, em- when I was a kid, but yeah. go on. Yeah. Uh, Emperor Zed. Oh, I He, d- he died yes. age 70. Um, yes. So, yeah, it's a bit sad. Oh, many, yeah. many people, a, a lot of people don't realise the level of famous people that were in Power Rangers. Do you, uh, Breaking Bad guy. What's his name? I haven't watched Breaking Bad for years. Yeah, so... you know the, the bald fellow with glasses. I'm the one who knocks. Oh, the uh, he, he, he's also notoriously known as well for being Mal- in Ma- the playing the father figure, Malcolm in the Middle. Yes. I did know his name, but uh, Brian Cranston, I want to say. I think, yeah, Brian yeah. Cranston. Please he's... correct me in the comment section if I'm He was in uh, the original Power Rangers, and then they brought him back for that reboot movie, and he's the head in the jar, essentially. Is that him? Yeah. That isn't what from the original Power Rangers. Is that him? No, in the original Power Rangers, he's just half the monsters in the costumes. Oh wow! And for the for the reboot, the movie, which they wanted a seven movie deal, and uh, they weren't happy with it. Which the reboot Power Rangers, I watched, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, but it was they were it was like they were scared of how crap Power Rangers was back in the oh, day. It was like they it paid was. they paid they played the original theme tune for about five seconds <laughs> and then it's like someone got embarrassed and quickly turned it off. Oh no Interesting oh. thing about Brian Cranston, if we're saying his name right, yeah. Malcolm in the middle, mm. all the weird stuff they made him do as the father, he's really doing that. And some of the episodes got to the point, what can we put in the script that we know he will not do? <laughs> he really did drink raw beef. He really did do the roller skating. And when he saw it in the script, he went and trained for like two weeks beforehand because he he wants one day someone to put something in the script that he is not prepared to do. And apparently wow. the man will do nearly everything. Including, great guy, man. He's such a great Including guy. shaving his head completely bald. <laughs> oh, wow. He's such a phenomenal guy. And... If it suffice it to say, I think I think it's safe to say he's one of them guys. I have not seen him in a role where you just get the impression that the man behind the actor behind the character who's portraying it is just you just get the impression he's down to earth. Is that just me or Yeah, even when he's in something like um 2014's Where's My Wife, a movie featuring Godzilla. Oh no. It it was I love Godzilla movies. I haven't seen the newest Godzilla movie. I grew up watching them. Right. I do want to watch it. I'll probably watch it when it comes out. But that was an awful movie. But, saying that, it's got brilliant sound design. Wow, fair enough. Godzilla's, if there's there's a clip I always play every now and then when it's like, how when someone's like, are you alright? Or when you're mad, I just send them the clip from that movie where Godzilla stands out, roars and blows up a street. Wow. So, do you know any other news? Um... I do. For those interested... Um, The Matrix that's coming out. Yes, I never actually read the article you sent me. In um, um uh, November of this year, November 3rd, I think it is. Uh, someone can double check that. Um, One of our little interns, now that we've made it big. <laughs> oh no, don't say stuff like that, bro. <laughs> no, um, for anyone interested, they can look it up. But uh, all the Matrix comics that were hard to get hold of or... 
only released digitally, are actually being reprinted and remade by the Wachowskis. They've reopened their own printing comic press, which they shut down as part of their company, um, to basically release a big collected editions of all these Matrix comics, which are um, side stories and things happening behind the world and world building, and including one which was infamous in the same way as, if anyone knows, the recent-ish uh, controversy with Batman Damned, where there was a comic, and it was released to tie into the first movie. And Fox? I think it's Fox, yeah. Fox said, oh, that's great. What we'll do is we'll print it out and we'll hand it to people who come in and see the movie. And then one day, after I think it's uh, maybe two weeks of them handing this out, yeah, mm. great, people getting free comics. Wow. Um, the controversy was, in one of these pages, there was, there was a human penis. And um, instantly Fox were like, oh, my God. So they recalled, they cancelled, and they destroyed all they could. Oh, which means no. for there's there weren't many of these out. Well, now yeah. you get your chance to see this. Interesting. The, the comic, not just exclusively. <laughs> Interesting. The, um, so, yeah. I mean, everyone knows rare comics. They can go for hundreds and hundreds. Oh, so. absolutely. Um, what I also wanted to uh, bring up as well, um, and I don't think you're a huge fan of this, but... Um, Speaking of trailers and things coming up, I have recently just seen the latest Walking Dead season, season 10, the trailer to it. Um, I went off Walking Dead at the... Um, the the pivot- Negan story arc, I want to say. I, 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 um, Was it just the start of the Negan story arc? I saw Glenn. Oh, uh, boy, he's still alive. <laughs> 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 I don't know what accent that is. <laughs> that just but, came out of nowhere, but go on. I do love, like, I've still got friends that watch it. I, I, I might get back into it because I do love Negan as a villain. Yeah, well, he was in second, wasn't he? They put him into Yeah. Is, is, <laughs> like, <laughs> I Negan, don't know why I find that so funny. But... I find it funny because they put Negan in Tekken when he's more of a fit for the new Mortal Kombat game. My brother said something very similar to that because I, like, I just had a very similar conversation. They with could have given Connor. him the uh, yeah. fatal, what would they call it? The Glen. Yeah. <laughs> but what, no. Oh, what does he say when he hits Glen? Because his eyeball comes out and he's like, "Spoiler alert!" Yeah, spoiler alert. Ten seconds. If you don't want, I mean, to say if you haven't watched it at that point, come on, what are you doing with your life? Sorry, Koala, yeah, but. Yeah, we're talking about referencing a scene a good a good few seasons back. But yeah, when his eyeball comes out of his socket and goes, damn, taking it like a champ. Yeah, something, well, like, well, something like that. <laughs> and it's like, Jesus. Uh, but, I, I assure my listeners, I'm not that cynical. It's just the way they went around that scene. I don't enjoy violence to that I extent. Do. I don't. Oh, I, I don't. Do. Oh. When I first watched it, um, I, I think I've got a... Get, but when when I first saw it, I didn't like it. it. Go when on, I go first on. saw it, it was like, yeah. no, well, you got Glenn. Th- yeah, no! wait, no, seriously, you've touched on something there. Cause it's like I was binge, Amy, I was binge watching I mean, it with Abraham, my mum and dad. Yeah. yeah, I was binge watching it with my mum and dad. So I was invested in these characters. So you got you've got to take yourself back into that sort of frame of mind when Negan was just de- uh, debuting. You know, essentially, I think, and this is burning mind. Pure speculation, fed by experience alone, is that I think Negan had a, had such an impact in popular culture the way that he did because well, I mean, he was attacking the characters, the audiences were vested. I didn't want to see Glenn die. 
I didn't want to see Abraham get hurt because I did. by the time you, did, did. <laughs> you didn't like Abraham. I, I didn't, but he started yeah. to grow on me. And then, we, I mean, I think most people had that. Right, so I sat there and I watched this scene and I know someone's going to die yeah. because he's been spoiled yeah. and obviously someone has to die. Spoiler so, alert, we're going into some major Walking Dead so spoiler when, territory. When he's, when he's there with a the bat and he's pointing people, the moment he pointed it at Rick, meh, the moment he pointed it at Daryl, it's like, don't you dare! Yeah. Don't you dare! <laughs> um, Norman Reedus, slightly going off Walking Dead, but Norman Reedus is quite big now in culture and everything. Because I know of someone this. who's met him. Just put it out there, but carry on. Because of this uh, game yeah. coming out with Hideo Kojima. Yeah. Um, have you seen, I don't think you would have, a uh, comment Hideo Kojima made. It's called uh, Death Stand in the game. It's a weird one. Have you ever seen the trailer? I don't think I have, no. I'll have to send it. They, basically, Hideo Kojima has got Norman Reedus in it. And um, who played Hannibal? Anthony Hopkins? No. Series. Oh, I don't know that. Yeah, you know who I mean. I think so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think we're on the same page, folks. And he's got quite a few other actors in. And Hideo Kojima, man's a genius, made Metal Gear. Right, fair enough. Famous split from Konami. Um, so he's announced that this uh, Death Standing game, or whatever it's called, is going to have a um, movie mode, which essentially you play the game and it will do the combat for yeah. you and you just walk around so you, people that aren't gamers can play it and experience the story. And when right. it was asked... It was something like, he made a quote, and when he was asked, so what kind of game is it? And he's like, I don't know. Oh, dear. <laughs> he, he doesn't, he's trying to make a new genre of game, so he doesn't know what to call it yet, basically. But some people took that as, as um, you know, someone says a comic and it spirals yeah. out, and some people have taken it yeah. as well. Well, he doesn't even know what he's making. Well, spoiler alert, going back into the conversation ever so slightly, um, what, I want to, what I was going to say about uh, Walking Dead is I have just... Sorry, better. I have just seen season 10, the trailer, and I'm not going to lie to you, I I found it quite disappointing. Like, there was nothing... Basically, what I'm trying to get at, uh, throughout the trailer, there was nothing grabbing me. There was one particular scene, and it looked like... Spoiler alert, so pause it whenever you want. Give those people a chance to pause it. Right. The scene I'm referencing in the, in the particular trailer was it looks like potentially now I don't know if it's just a, uh, a trick to catch the audience's attention, but it looked like potentially this season, whether it be earlier later on, suffice it to say I don't know. But Norman Reedus's uh, Daryl might go toe to toe with uh, Negan finally, which apparently it never happened before. They ne- them two never confronted each other characters. He would every time Negan confronted Daryl, he was all, always outnumbered. Speaking specifically, yeah. speaking, he's Daryl, isn't it? Yeah. I always, I always got him mixed up. With Interesting his brother. thing about Daryl and the comics is he doesn't exist. He doesn't, does no, he? he? No, was, he was I... made up for this, which yeah, um, it's an interesting one because. Obviously, He's one of the most loved, isn't he? The yeah. most beloved. Uh, well, there were famously T-shirts. If Darrett dies, yeah. if, if Daryl dies, we riot. Yeah. Now, in, in interesting thing about Walking Dead mm. is it's getting less and less about zombies. And do you want to know why? Go on. If you go back and look at the zombies in season one, and yeah. you go back and look at the zombies now, zombies age and die. They only live for about six months in the Walking Dead universe. Six to nine months. Wow. I didn't know any of this. The science behind it is when you die, your brain still fires for a bit, yeah? Yeah. So all this is the virus keeps it alive, so your entire nervous system is alive and it's just base instincts telling you you need to move, you need to eat, you need to yeah. whatever. 
So the zombies' bodies are decaying, but the nerves are keeping them firing and the brain can control it. So if you watch, if you see the zombies in season one, they look just like people with a couple of cuts and scratches. Right. You look at the zombies in new seasons, they're nearly skeletons. So you see less and less. So in the Walking Dead universe, I mean, so you seem, as usual, quite well, ver- better verse in this. I've got, I've got some of the comics. So what in the comic books, we've got, we'll try and go strictly off that. Um, comics are in wrong Are orders. the zombies dying? It becomes more and more about the people and less and less about the zombies, same as right. the series is going. Right. But also the comics have people dying in and the series to do the Game of Thrones and the American Gods thing because the original writer is still alive and has um, control behind it. He's The story that all the fans know is yeah. being jumbled. Because Walking Dead is quite interesting. Man, many people probably uh, probably disagree with this statement, but it's quite a political show. It does show political intrigue from time it, to time. It does. and Which is quite phenomenal. Because um, just... you look at the first few seasons, it was just purely about survival, wasn't it? Um, you... Yeah, well, it was about a man trying to find his family. And it also yeah. shows the importance that... America is absolutely screwed unless you've got someone from Essex doing a British accent. Um, I'm, I'm not saying that Americans need to be led by a British person, but The Walking Dead shows... We just lost for, half our subscribers. For those who don't know, Rick from The Walking Dead is actually from Essex. Right. And yeah, I So when that. he walks around set and people... It's the same with Tom Holland. Yeah. When people meet them in public and they're like, oh, hi, how are you in that... Essex or uh, Yorkshire or whatever accent. So people yeah. are taken back. You yeah. know, because he's, he's like a proper Essex boy, isn't he? Not the producer. I don't know if you know this. I think it was the producer. Interesting. Didn't know when Hugh Laurie sent his... Uh, yes. What is it? What did they call them? When they send you a clip? Uh, an audition. Can't believe I can find that word. When Hugh Laurie sent his audition off to play the main cast, House, which obviously we all know he eventually got the role. Yeah, because House produ- is supposed to be Sherlock The Holmes. producer didn't know he was British. He did, he did that much of a convincing American accent, everybody. In the toilet, mind you. In the toilet. See, I didn't even know that. But that is quite bizarre because yeah. Hugh Laurie is such a household name over here. Yeah, so he probably is now because uh, of House. Uh, uh, I know more about this because apparently... Um, the producer, director, whoever, wanted to hire someone and he actually downright turned down any British roles because for those that don't know, House is Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. He's yeah. Holmes. He's House. Yeah. Um, so Hugh Laurie did this audition while in the toilet looking really scruffy. Have you seen the original audition? I think once, yeah, yeah very, very... And briefly. he did an American accent so convincing that the producer, director, whoever it was, apparently after seeing it, stood up and said, now this is what I want. A real American for this role. <laughs> Imagine his face after giving him that when Hugh Laurie walks in. I, In my head, he does a black adder. What ho? <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, wow. How are you, jolly old chap? You know, yeah. I, I really wanted that. Oh, but as harsh as it sounds, as, uh, you know, as much as I'm thankful for the producer for giving me a house, I bet that humbled him. If he made, out, uh, made that statement to realise this man who did such a brilliant audition is British. Yeah. Just to... Yeah, Flint has come out and say that as well. So I bet that was a bit of salt in the wound. I can imagine it would be, can <laughs> yeah. you? Like, yeah. a proper American. <laughs> but the thing is, imagine all these little interns and camera people looking around like, he does know Hugh Laurie was in Blackadder, right? Just, should we go tell him? We only want an American guy for great old Uncle Sam. <laughs> Who is Uncle Sam? I don't know. Where does that even come I don't from? I know. Oh, I don't know. Do you want to cut that bit out? That I can, but I won't. Oh, no. 
<laughs> oh no. Oh, oh, oh wow. Man. <laughs> but yeah, shall we um talk about my idea for a minute? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Please do. Um, I've got another idea as well, but I'll let you. Well, no, you go first because mine's already been said and I haven't heard you. No, well, the listeners haven't heard. Oh right, yeah, that's a good point. Right, so basically my idea, I was told after last week, I think it was, you know, um, that maybe we need, uh, which I've gotten, funnily enough, quite a few comments, and so have you, that last week was our best one ever, because we just sort of jump around, and that's normally how we are, so that's what we're just going to do. There is no script. Um, But anyway, uh, it was said to me that maybe we need some sort of segment, something that is always there. So what I want to do is basically... Irvine's going to put it on his Facebook or... On my Facebook. I don't know why I did that, but go <laughs> I think we've had too much caffeine. Um, but yeah, uh, a segment. If What we want to do is basically, if you have any favourite games or movies from before... That was my attempt at advice. I got it. It panned out totally. Carry on, Kowal. <laughs> <laughs> if you have any favourite games or movies before uh, the Xbox One PS4 era... Um, just put him in, um, like a comment underneath whatever he says, or in the comments underneath this video on Facebook. And if we have them or can pick them up cheaply, we will look into them and tell basically our thoughts on has it aged well, is it actually any good, or do your opinions matter? <laughs> oh no! But no, well, yeah. no, no, no. Has, no, has it aged not. well? Yeah. Would it have done better now if it didn't do like if it's obscure in your favourite game or something? Please let us up because I love broadening my horizons with games and movies. Yeah. So if you've got, I mean, particularly I'm more interested in the game and you'll be more interested in the movie. But and we just talk about it for like five ten minutes. Yeah. If absolutely. So if anyone has a suggestion, yeah, that we, you would like we will us give to it, say, yeah, we will give it our personal like. 10 out of 10, 5 By out of 5. By all means. And it could get it potentially interesting, putting into consideration that mine and Koala, or Tom, I think he prefers to be called, our opinion tends to differ now and again. So it'll be interesting yeah. what we... You might enjoy something more than I, but you probably will, like yeah. someone suggested. So, yeah. So I think it's a good, solid suggestion. I, I don't know about you, but I like them, if you play a game or watch a movie, and you've, you've sort of... Someone recommends it to you. It's not something you normally watch, and it's it's a right hidden gem. You you end yeah. up really liking it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I have another idea as well, yeah. um, but I'm going to do it more on my Facebook page. I think this is more towards people who know me more on a more personal basis. Is um, But if anyone wants to add me, feel free. If you're um, about to make a joke about uh, you will try bacon sandwiches from anyone, I'm no, rating no, 10 out of 10. No, no. Because can we just go back to last oh, week? Uh, now, Dave did. Ladies and gentlemen, send me a friend request on Facebook. He did, I believe so. Yes. I got, I, I, no bacon sandwiches that. yet. <laughs> I'm not that bothered. No, no. Not bitter or anything. <laughs> he hasn't stopped going on about this bacon sandwich. <clears throat> But no, um, yes, I, I have a suggestion, uh, an idea to make. Those who know me on a personal basis on Facebook. Now, a spoiler alert, this is going to be talking about Game of Thrones. So for those who are not up to date on their Game of Thrones, do you want me to talk about this? Because I know you're not up to date. I'm not going to spoil anything I'm, I'm not about actually it. bothered because it's already been spoiled and right. I went off Game of Thrones about season four. Okay, understandably so. What season did you say you got put off, did you say? 
I didn't get put off. I just stopped watching it season four. Season four. Right. Now, for those who are up to date and had a chance to pause this uh, uh, particular episode, because they don't want to get a game of thoughts. two minutes, Yeah, maybe. skip two minutes. Uh, basically, the suggestion is, now, there was a lot of backlash in the last season of Game <laughs> of Thrones. Oh, I see. So, even though this isn't exactly an original idea... But I, I got a dragon! But I'm, I'm quite confident in my writing abilities. So, for those who know me on a personal basis, for the next... A uh, week or so, um, and I'll obviously the next by, by the time I'm with Koala again, it will be done. Every day of next week, I'm going to rewrite every single episode of the last season and showing people what I personally would have done differently. For those who are that up is to a date, lot of work. I, I I feel confident in this. All I'm going to do is going. I'm not going to write the entire episode, but I'm probably going to write pointers how I would 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 have done certain scenes differently, the dialogue maybe to a certain extent. But I'm going to write rewrite each episode of the day of the week. So if anyone's interested, please feel free to look up my Facebook. Um, so the reason why I'm doing this is like I previously stated. This I'm not the first person to do this. If you go on YouTube, a lot of people have done what they would have done differently. So this isn't uh, an original idea. George R. R. Martin will probably hate me because he hates fan fiction. But then again, he hated season season 8 of Game of Thrones. So He did. And George R. R. Martin... So it's the lesser of two evils, George. So, George, your boy. (laughs) I know you're listening. (laughs) Yes, you're Um, probably listening. George R. R. Martin, despite stealing the famous R.R.'s of another... Classic fiction writer. Who you on about? No, messing. Of course I know. Are you, are you referencing Tolkien? Yeah. Okay. Um, so we're on the same page here. He's on my radar at the minute because he's doing... Uh, have you ever heard of the game franchise series Dark Souls? He's writing some of it, isn't he? He's I writing believe. the new one with um, the actual creator of Dark Souls. who said he would never do it again. He's writing... It's a new game called Elden Ring. We right. don't know too much about it, just that it's maybe set in Norse mythology. Right. And so they, George R., as much as I didn't like some of Game of Thrones, what I did appreciate of Game of Thrones was Martin can build a world. Or he, he certainly can, He yeah. has, I mean, world building in books, movies, games, whatever, is so important. Like one of my, do you know what one of my favourite movies world building is? I don't, know. Demolition Man. See, I've got a soft spot for Demolition Man. I do. I... It's one of my favourite, but... Yeah. Think about... They have one hour in that movie, give or take. And remember, movies over the years, they've gotten longer and longer. Yeah. So, they have what? An hour, an hour and a bit? Yeah. You know everything about that world. Yeah. No, you, you know, do. You know that there was a war. You know, you know yeah. so much about that world just through world building, seeing the background. And interesting fact, I actually know about Demolition Man. Yeah. You know his daughter? Um, are we on about the same film? Demolition yet? Man. Yeah. When he's in the car with... Sylvester uh, Stallone. Yes, when yeah, Sylvester yeah. Stallone's in the car with Sandra Bullock and he's like, oh, I can't imagine my daughter growing up like this. And she's like, oh, well, I can uh, probably find her records in the uh, Schwarzenegger archives. And he's like, Jesus, he's got his own archive. Do you remember that joke? I do, and yeah. Hux, um, Sandra Bullock's character, Huxley, is like, well, I can do a quick... Um, Search or minor use of police yeah. power or misuse of police powers, but I can find your daughter, see if she's still alive. And then he's like, No, 
I can't imagine a grown up in a world like this. Yeah. And the f- popular fan theory was that maybe Huxley was his daughter, which is all kinds of wrong. Yeah. Especially the ending movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you know who his daughter actually is in that movie? No, I don't. His daughter is actually in that movie. Really? She has like maybe a five second cameo. So he was sure. You know when all the uh, sewer people come out and yeah. you've got the leader talking? She's one of them extras, and there was actually a scene where um, her and Sylvester Sloan meet, but it was removed. But it was actually gone into in a comics made by to tie into the movie made by DC, and right. it, it actually says who she is. And the movie that I think a couple of years after the movie was like, no, look, there she is. The directors yeah. we just didn't do anything with it. So yeah, his oh. daughter lives under the city. So there was Red like Burgers. a resistance, weren't there? The people, yeah, who lived in the they series. um. What would you call them? They they are a resistance. Are they just? I haven't seen the film many years, which is an awful shame. I do. We need to watch. I watched it, again. it not too long ago, just because Wesley Snipes. It was yeah. before he turned oh, into a Snipes, massive man. dickhead. <laughs> that was so bizarre then, and I'll tell you what. I was just gonna praise him for his role in the film, and you went dickhead like that. Yes, he he did go. He did sort of one eighty, didn't he? Yeah, he was, I mean. Um, He's he's I think he's better now, but it's like the famous scene in Blade Trilogy. <laughs> yeah. Like Ryan Reynolds refuses to ever work with him again. And I so believe most so. People. I've heard about and that. And on the set of like Blade Trinity, he was stoned in the famous ending scene. Yeah. Which do I need to go into? I I can't remember. I I remember being All I right, was briefly after, a big fan after of this. After this, I will show you the actual clip. You know where um Drake dies yeah. and turns into Blade, and then he's on the table or. And uh, the eyes open. Yeah. Don't tell me they like bloodshot eyes. Wesley Snipes refused to open his eyes. So they paid an extra, like, it's 10 to 100 grand to CGI his eyes opening. And they look terrible. If you watch that clip now, knowing they're CGI eyes, for anyone that doesn't know, watch the last scene of Blade Trinity when Wesley Snipes' body is on the table and the eyes open. Wesley Snipes refused to open his eyes. So they CGI'd eyes opening. There's quite a few well-known uh, actors, he, isn't there? He used to leave post-it notes around mm. uh, set from Blade. Because he wouldn't leave his trailer in a day. <laughs> There's quite a few actors, isn't there, that's meant to be an handful. The one I can think of on um, top of me, Mel Gibson, was meant to be... Uh, yeah, he was meant to be not very nice. And Jared Leto... Jared Leto's a method actor, though, same as uh, Joaquin Phoenix. So right. I can forgive them for that because they are trying to be that character. But at the same point, um, it's a little bit not right. He went... Uh, I don't want to say too much because I might have been given misinformation. But what I have been told by fairly reliable sources is that... Jared Leto was sending not nice posts to his uh, colleagues and he was doing, uh, exhibiting strange behaviour that was yes. making his uh, crewmates uncomfortable, which, don't get me wrong, I, th- um, I can understand trying to do certain things that you wouldn't normally do for the uh, role of the acts because that's what pretty much method acting is. But I do think there's a line. And if you're making your workmates uncomfortable, then it's, not a, it's a poor do. Tell me if I've... Got a wrong opinion there. Look how bad that looks. Yeah, that looks pretty bad. I've just shown him the uh, <laughs> Blade CGI. So he refused to open his eyes, so that cost yeah, the movie. Yeah, you can tell that's just... Yeah. A, that's like putting a band-aid on an open wound, mate. It's but just, no, yeah. um, Who else? 
Just well, slapping stories, it on. There were stories uh Tommy Lee Jones and um, Jim Carrey during that, that Batman yes. film. Because Tommy uh, Lee I Jones know. was apparently really, really rude to Jim Carrey because he doesn't appreciate slapstick humour and that kind of thing. When what I, now? Don't get me wrong. I, I'm backing Jim Carrey up on this. Like, yeah, if I, Tommy I Lee. Sorry to cut you off there. If Tommy Lee Jones doesn't do slapstick humor, I'm sorry. What was he doing in that film then? Because that film was humorous at well, best, intentionally humorous. As far as I know, the story goes that Jim Carrey was in the same restaurant as Tommy Lee Jones, and Jim Carrey yeah, just stood no, up, walked over, to, yeah. and he was like, he wanted, he, yeah, he, he just wanted, wanted to shake. His he hands. walked up Tommy Lee Jones, everybody, and, and he, he was prepared to shake his hand. He didn't want to know, yeah, did he? he Tommy Lee Jones, no. And he was playing two. And if anyone has seen that movie, he was playing Two Face in that movie, and it was the campest Two Face I have ever seen. Yeah. So for him to say, "Well, I don't like slapstick humor," you're playing one of the. You, you're playing a role, the most probably, and, arguably the most flamboyantly ever seen. Uh, no, even, I'm sorry. You, uh, yeah. Even the director didn't get on with Tommy Lee Jones in that movie just because he was so averse to. Thingy. Why decide to do that role then? I, I don't. Well, it's like um, Hugo Weaving. Yeah. He said he for um, Endgame they had to get someone else to play the Red Skull. He wouldn't come back. Why not? He's right. So he's not actually bitter or anything. I love Hugo Weaving as I well. Do. So this is bizarre for me. So Hugo Weaving when he played the Red Skull, yeah. he's he basically he's, he was out of his comfort zone. He just wanted to do a superhero movie. So we yeah. tried it. And then when they asked him to come back, he was like, look, I tried it. Yeah. Don't want to do it again. Hmm. Fair enough, you're out of your comfort zone. At least he's being honest Maybe he doesn't it. want to do nerdy movies, Elrond. <laughs> oh! Megatron. <laughs> Agent Smith. <laughs> he, I mean, Matrix is a, a part of nerd culture now, yeah. isn't it? So, so is Transformers. Is he the one, and correct me if I'm wrong in saying this, that I, I could have swore I heard somewhere in the back... Uh, uh, not that long ago, actually, that when Hugo Weaving uh, first got approached with the role of Smith, he, I, I might be mistaken because it might have been someone else, but I'm sure it was him, though, who, who apparently read the script and said that he found the film humorous, the the, uh, the, the concept of the film humorous. I think it was so. something he, along them lines. There was someone that got a comic book script for yeah. one of these Marvel movies, which now, yeah. I bet they're kicking themselves because they do billions, <laughs> um, and someone shit all over it. It might. There was something with Tom Cruise. Tom, for those that don't know, Tom Cruise was the original peg for being Tony Stark, and he turned it down, and it was something like he said, these movies will go nowhere. Well, guess what, Tom? Yeah, Tommy boy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like Tom Cruise. I like Tom Cruise in... Two movies. Maybe. I do when I don't. He's been. He has been in a lot of good films. And I like to be the Last fair, Samurai. It's been years since I saw yeah. that. Uh, I like. I did like that Night and Day. Years since I saw that as well. It's gotta um, be. Well, I haven't he seen him in a film. To be honest with you, he did a good job. I know. I know it's not um, globally recognised that much as uh, compared to the others he's been in. But Valkyrie uh, is a particular favourite of mine. <sighs> No, you're see Koala is pulling his face. Good film, but um, do you know my problem with that? Go on. Is that he? If you watch that movie, he looks like he's the worst spy in the world. I'm not a huge fan of the film, but I, I do like his role in the film because well, because everyone else in the film is doing like a German accent or speaking German, and yeah. he walks in and he doesn't even do an. Act, he's doing his American accent yeah. to <laughs> sometimes Hitler himself. Yeah. 
And it's like, is no one else going to question this in the movie? Like, he's American. Shoot him. He must be a spy. Yeah, but if you're going to question the authenticity on accents in film, Kevin Cosner in Robin Hood, you're telling me that was an English accent. Well, now, Nottingham <laughs> is a real place. <laughs> but then when it comes to war films, because obviously yeah, you like war so. films, I like war films. To a degree, yeah. I watched, uh, maybe about a year ago, with my girlfriend, I watched um, Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah. That's a film directed by Mel Gibson. Have you ever seen it? It rings a bell. Hugo Weaving's in it, actually. I think I have, but uh, yeah. The boy who joined the military as a medic and he refused to carry a gun. Yes. You've seen it? Yes. And and after the movie, it's got interviews with the actual man yes. before he yes. dies. Yeah, man, I have seen that it. movie, oh, Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I laughed as soon as you said that, but it was. <laughs> was Inglorious Bastards a Quentin Tarantino movie? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can tell in a way, but yeah, I knew, I, but I did confirm it. Yeah, it's a Tarantino film. And. Fury. We've had some cracking war movies over the past couple of years. Definitely. Have you seen Fury? No, I haven't. Oh. I haven't. I've got to be honest. Fury is... Um, my <clears throat> Normally, I wouldn't watch war movies, um, but my parents were like, it's a really good movie, and yeah. it's... Um, who's his, who is it? Who's, who, who, Brad Pitt? Yeah. Brad Pitt, and he's... Uh, you know the premise of the movie. I think it's based on a true story. Basically, it's a tank crew. And in a tank, you've got like four or five guys. Yeah. And all the other tanks die or get destroyed. So it's one tank left mm. and they have to defend a bridge. And that is the entire premise of the movie. Yeah. They've just got to hold back literally an army of dudes with one tank and like four or five guys. Yeah. And it's such a good movie. I, I a lot more to, goes on. But... I used to watch a lot of war films when I was younger. I don't really watch them anymore. I'm not yeah, going like to Yeah, like the Dan Busters. <laughs> But yeah, I it's used like to uh, westerns tried to yeah. come back not too long ago, didn't they? Yeah, and no. Just I, I remember growing up because my dad had a lot of tapes. Um, yeah, we're going we're going back to those days, everybody. For those that don't know, <laughs> tapes were these big um, plastic things that uh, VHS. You, yeah, you know what VHS? You is, you surely. either watched them or you built cities out of them and you <laughs> pretended you were a giant. <laughs> but anyway, no. Um, I, I had a phase through my, I want to say, mid to late teenage years when I was just into war films. And one of them, I'm not even sure everyone will know, it was a film called Sink the Bismarck. No, don't You know. never heard that. It's a very, it's, I think it was made in the late 60s, but it was basically, uh, obviously, World War Two when the Germans had one of the biggest ships they ever made in the Navy. And it was uh, basically the film explored. They were trying to sink this ship called uh, the Bismarck. And it took about three hours in the film to sink it. Good film. Not in real life, but the film was like three hours long. All right. Have you noticed over time movies are getting longer and longer? Yeah, you made a passing comment earlier on about that. Um, See, I've got... I've got to agree to disagree with you. Well, and back, I'll tell you back why. In the day, movies were... Look at films like Ben-Hur. How, how long is that? And the, um, A lot of the films in the 19... Uh, I want to say 40s to 50s, they're like three hours long. Yeah, and then we got to this point where movies Spartacus, were... Spartacus, three hours long. The very I'm... first Spartacus yeah, was three hours long. But Go then on. you get to this point where movies were like an hour, 20 minutes long. Maybe. Yeah, the, we went through a phase, didn't we? And now we? Yeah. you can... You go to the thing and you're getting... It's like movies, games are getting way too long. Yeah. For me, like... 
four hours sitting on my ass doing nothing while I'm in the cinema. That's a bit long. Four yeah. hours sitting on my ass at home doing nothing. Well, that's what I normally do, but <laughs> making me go out to do it. Yeah. No, it's... Um, I don't really know, to be honest with you. It's one of them I haven't really thought about. I remember uh, when Endgame came out at the cinemas and it was like... Wow, that's long. Because I remember it being three hours long. It doesn't feel like three hours. I only recently just watched Endgame. You're all right. You look like you're in pain. Yeah, thing with my ear. Anyway. Oh, right. Yeah, no. Um, uh, yeah, when I looked at Endgame, when I, when I first watched it, uh, and obviously it shows how many minutes it is, mm. it was three hours long. And it doesn't feel like three hours when you sit and watch Endgame. Depends on how much you enjoy it. I enjoy it significantly. You don't. Have... Now, we're, we're amongst... Uh, Controversial waters here. Let's not we? go into that. Oh, I think we should. Oh, fine. <laughs> I think we should. I enjoyed Endgame when I went to see it. Um, I've seen it twice. You gave a passing comment in one of the last episodes, but I'd like to go into some details. The to be second with time you. I watched it, I watched it with more open eyes, and I basically the entire movie is just fan service. Um, and when it came to the last fight. Now, the last fight for me, I first watched... Oh, it's awesome! Ah, oh, comic book! Full nerd! <laughs> then I watched it and realised... I mean, clever. Yeah. Clever. But everyone that could step to Thanos has been writ out the story. Doctor... Right. Major spoiler alerts. Maybe... If major, major spoiler, spoiler alerts. alerts. So if you want to get... If you have not seen Endgame... Get off this yeah. now. Skip to 40 minutes. Yeah. Uh, which... I would say... 43 minutes, just to be on the safe side. Well, I'd this... say 40. But basically, um, Doctor Strange, who, mm. when Thanos had all, nearly all the gems in Infinity War, yeah. posed a real threat. Like, that was probably one of the biggest fights in Infinity War, weren't it? Doctor yeah. Strange versus Thanos, and Thanos nearly got his ass handed to him. He did. Doctor... To be fair, in my opinion, and don't forget, in, in with Infinity Doctor Strange, War, Doctor Strange should have won that. Don't forget, Doctor Strange is way old. He's nearly as old as four, and four is 1,500 years old. Because Groundhog Day, he was in a dimension yeah. with no time where he didn't age in a time loop to the point where he's nearly he was there long enough nearly to master every spell that he already knew. Wow. And he didn't age, so... No one actually knows how long he was in there, yeah. but the brothers, the Russo brothers that directed it, say, well, how long was he really in that dimension? Do you know what that's reminded me of, that? I know we're going but anyway, off the tangent, let's, go let's on. get back. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, Doctor Strange, last fight, he could have... Now, Thanos had no gems at this point in this yeah. last fight, yeah? Yeah. Doctor Strange could have wiped the floor with him, yeah? Yeah. River breaks. Doctor Strange has to go and hide somewhere, and... Literally, like the movie says when the Ancient One says to him in his own movie, you can't beat a river into submission. Check. Done. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, Doctor Strange, who could take Thanos, out. Hulk got injured by the snap. Who could? Thanos has no gems. He doesn't yeah. have the power gem, which makes him stronger. Hulk could, with the help of maybe some other people, take out Thanos. He's injured and he's stuck somewhere else. So, that's Hulk, Doctor Strange, two people that could take him out. Right, yeah. Um, so in in my opinion, that last fight, everyone that could have single-handedly taken out Thanos is taken out the fight. Four, they made him, um, they gave him the dad bod. Like, he is now the, like, 
I love. I do love it. But he is a lot weaker than he was at the end of yeah. Um, Infinity War, because Infinity War, he shows up, he wipes out nearly a whole army by himself and throws an axe in him. Like yeah, Thor is depowered because it's like his powers are linked to his physical fitness. Is it? Is that what it is? Yeah. Um, it's the same as Magneto, isn't it? But anyway, that's that's not the point. You've got um, Iron Man, who seems to be quite knackered in that fight. Yeah, he got his ass handed to Yeah, him. like, so if you look at it from that point, anyone that could take out Thanos is keeping away from the fight. Scarlet Witch, by herself, could have taken out Thanos when he has no gems. Right. She nearly pushed Vision in Civil War to the core of the planet. Yeah. Like, so... look at it that way. Anyone that could single-handedly take out take out Thanos in that fight has to go and do something else. That's why I don't like it. Just because that last fight just went on... For, I mean, it was a good fight. Yeah. Like, seeing, like, Captain America with the hammer throw it, four catch it, throw it, you know, they bounce off each other, yeah. the big three. I just didn't like that they writ things out. It was almost like lazy writing. And Captain Marvel came in, blew up the, one of the biggest ships we've ever seen in Marvel. She was a bit of a Mary Sue, wasn't she? And then she? was immediately backhanded through a wall and we didn't see her again when they try and pull off the gauntlet. Spider-Man cries when at that scene when yeah. Tony started that, which admittedly I tear up because I love yeah, Iron Man. Yeah, Did you notice who pulled Spider-Man off of Tony Stark's corpse? Go on. Tony man. Stark's own goddamn wife who wasn't crying. <laughs> Do you know what, though? That scene's actually realistic. I'm sorry. Right? You know, I, that is I like love his father figure. Because, right, I'm not going to lie to you. I, um... Pepper Potts, uh, Ned Stark's wife. Yeah. I never liked Ned her. Ned Stark? Uh, not Ned Stark. <laughs> fucking hell. Bad Tony off. Stark. <laughs> Tony Stark's <laughs> wife, everybody. Winter is coming, Thanos. No, but anyway. Sean Bean taking up Thanos. You definitely know he would die. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, right. no. Anyway. Oh, Anyway, Tony Stark, when he took on Thanos... Uh, well, no, when he died... I'm go- There's actually a deleted scene that I want to bring up as well that many people who are listening to this probably don't know. But anyway, when Pepper Potts takes Spider-Man away from Tony Stark's yeah. corpse, I think that's realistic because they always portrayed uh, Miss Potts as a strong woman. I like that. So she she's is. not going to burst out crying at the seams right there and then, is she? No. So it's going to take... Uh, 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 a lot for, for it to sink in. Because when someone's just died, you don't burst out crying there and then. Some people do, like Peter Parker's Spider-Man date. Yeah, but, but he's it very showed, emotional. I think it showed as well that people grieve in different ways. And that's what the, the premise of the film was about. It was about grieving a lot of it, wasn't it? Yeah. There was a lot of that theme going on. And it even, even subtleties there, that even in the earlier stages of grief, when you've just become aware of someone's death, you grieve in different ways. If you, if me and Koala, for instance, just saw a, a, a body of someone we both happen to care about, we, the way we would react, I, I assure you, would be two completely different things. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it, I, I personally think that was a good scene, anyway. But that, because I think it showed that. That's my interpretation of it, but it, it showed that people interpret it, interpret grief in different ways. Which that was a good. bit of a lecture, that. But yeah. But I mean, we've hit the forty-three, so. Anyone we stop talking about uh, it. Anyone that's uh, come back after skipping Hello. the time and said, Hi, where have you been? Uh, we totally yeah. haven't been bad-mouthing oh, you. Um, please, if you've gone to the 43 mark, just skip another six seconds because I wanted to bring this up. 
Uh, I'll let you skip it again. Yeah, what I wanted to talk about as well, Tony Stark, there was a deleted scene that everyone knelt down to his body. And I don't know why they, they got rid of that. I think it would be in the director's cut. Oh, yeah, because yeah, even Star-Lord and Nebula knelt down. Yeah, but he was on that planet with them, but I don't know. Do you when reckon it, th- when it, they should have got rid of that? It, it was a good movie, but if I was writing the movie... Well, we'll talk about it next time. Yeah. But, anyway. Jesus Christ, it's been nearly 45 minutes. Doesn't feel it, does nah, it? No, I think... I think, <laughs> right. Now, this is just me uh, tooting my ho- own horn here, but toot toot. I think we're actually starting to get the hang of this. I think so. I mean, this like, is what, our fourth episode? Our third Third official, episode. fourth, like... For anyone that wants recording. to listen to all of it, avoid the pilot. It's very cringy if you listen back to it now. Oh, no, that reminds me. Go on, go the pod, on. Um, as far as I know, there's been some slight news in Spider-Man. Um, there is actually uh, a deal on the table between Marvel, uh, Disney, and Sony. No one knows quite what, but... So, does that mean Spider-Man could return to the MCU? He could, possibly. Bam, 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 Sorry, I nerded out. <laughs> he could, Sorry. possibly, but I think Sony, the deal includes Venom. Really? Oh, that would be immense. Imagine Venom being in the MCU, the stuff they could do with that. Yeah, that Venom movie, I do appreciate. I didn't know there was a Venom movie. See, how my mind works, when something is just utter bollocks, I, I pretend it doesn't exist. Venom was good. <sighs> I, I, <laughs> I, I, went, I liked, don't get me, sorry to cut you off there. I love Tom Hardy, don't get me wrong. He's I went to watch that roles. movie with my girlfriend and we both walked out smiling because it was great. The bromance between Venom, it's, <laughs> it's a romantic movie between Venom and Eddie. Some good concepts going on there. but um, It was, it wasn't a great movie, but I enjoyed it. I had a smile on my face for the whole movie, especially like um, when his body is just becoming used to the parasite and he... I can't say parasite. That's is that derogatory towards Venom? Are we no, gonna get I, our brains eaten? I think Venom enjoys a parasitic relationship. Symbiotic. Parasitic. Um, yeah. You say tomato, when, I say tomato. When no, it, it is, it is. When it they're is, in that it, restaurant it and he gets in the the tank and he just grabs food because he can't control it. He eats it. This is dead. Yeah. This is dead. It wasn't a bad film. I think what what did it, it was, for me when someone said to me, right? I think. What it what it is with me when I, how I enjoy something I don't know if if it's just my mind works because I don't know if this is my autism coming into play here, but all it takes is a piece of information and I try not to let it judge the entirety of the work, but sadly it it does happen like that in my mind. So I remember because uh, I saw Venom at the cinema. Mm. I remember on the way to the cinema and someone said, oh, it's not part of the MCU, this film. This is, It's in its own separate universe. Yeah. And because I knew at the back of my head that it wasn't going to be part of the MCU, it put a dampener on it for but, me. Now, right. See, this is plan that... Because um, I didn't know about the... Enjoyed. So, uh, Burning Man at the time, this, yeah, but the Sony I, relationship with Marvel, I didn't know anything. I of enjoyed this movie because it wasn't part of the MCU. It also, was his own thing, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's part of a, or I don't know if the plan is still that, but there was a plan to make all of the darker parts of Marvel as their own universe. Like Venom, this thing, the next one coming out is Jared Leto as uh, Morbius, yeah. the vampire. Um, so you've got all these darker Marvel entities and villains that you can't put in the MCU because they do horrific shit. But yeah. they are... You know, 
their own thing. And it, it, it could be really well. But also, when it comes to Venom, and I implore anyone to do this, name me one superhero origin movie that is actually really good. I'll wait. <laughs> you want... Listeners, please be aware of how confident Koala or Tom is with his facial expression when he just came out with that bold statement. And well, that you bold, name... Uh, when, is, when is the origin movie better than like all the sequels? I mean, everyone will say, yeah, but Iron Man was really good. Yeah, but you go and watch it back now, is it? Yeah. It's not amazing. I think it was. Iron Man is one of my favourite superheroes, and I still... It's a good movie, but it's not amazing compared to later things with Iron yeah, Man. Yeah, but... Right, so give yeah, Tom I, Hardy I get where a you're chance. coming from, but films are going. If you're going to look at it from that perspective, anyway, films are going to improve and yeah. evolve, anyway. So well, you can't on, really judge it on that basis. Depends on you? the franchise, Godfather. <laughs> oh dear, but I don't know. I still enjoy. I haven't seen it for years, admittingly, um, but I still think it holds up pretty well. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. Iron Man it, Two doesn't, but I'll get to that later. It's. It's a good movie, it yeah. is, and it started the whole MCU, but it's it's very safe. Evil, good, bad. But also... Well, yeah, but it's going to be like Iron you're Man, starting something. Iron Man 2. Yeah. Now, Iron Man 3 was not the movie I or many fans wanted because yeah. it was supposed to be extremist and it wasn't. Yeah. Iron Man 2 has my favourite scene in the entire MCU in. Go on. Right, so in comic books, cartoons, anything, you see Iron Man, he has suitcase. Right, yeah. Mark V, Iron Man armor in the movie. That scene where he's kicked the suitcase, he stands on it, he's in the racetrack, and the armor boots on. I will, like, <laughs> no one fight me on this, because I'm right. That is the coolest Iron Man suit up there is. It is pretty up there. Like, it is pretty up there. All right, there. yeah, you've got, like, the nanotech ones yeah. later, but it still doesn't match yeah. the same thing as, like... When you said, though, going back in the conversation ever so slightly, when you fe- you feel as a fan... The first Iron Man film you felt played too safe, I think. Uh... It's not it played too safe. It's it's just an origin movie just needs to give you a feel of the character and show you how it starts, and then they can start moving on to the big things and improve. Yeah, so well, that's all. People that bad mouth the Venom movie. It was a. It wasn't a terrible. I've seen much worse superhero movies. Is Venom a superhero? Well, I mean to say right. Venom is an anti-hero, and I do want to talk about this because I've, I've been wrestling with this idea for quite a while. What is the difference between an anti-hero and a, and a villain? villain? Spike, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Some, well, I, I like, think a, a, a yeah, villain who like, evolves, I want to say. Well, you've got people like Deadpool, the Punisher, Venom. These are... I mean, Venom started off as a villain. And even to a certain extent. So Spike, it's, in wrestling, even, they use yeah. him. Stone Cold Steve Austin... Could be considered an anti-hero. But the thing is, when you've got, in a universe, you've got villains that don't enjoy what they do, but they do it because they feel they have to and they need to. Yeah. I would consider, uh, do they count because they're doing the right thing for the wrong reasons? Maybe someone like that is a hero. I think, go on. They don't enjoy what they do. And then you have someone like the Punisher who's quite happy to kick down the door and physically hurt people yeah, with a yeah. smile on his face. If you're trying to define anti-hero uh, anti- in its more simplest form, Riddick? I think it's someone who, a character, a fictional character, or in real life potentially, is someone who wants to do the right thing at heart, but has villainous traits. Or the wrong way or of going have, about yeah, it. doesn't have your like, typical hero qualities. All right, everyone, the Deadpool movie's done really well, but 
he does horrific shit to these people. Like, yeah. in the first movie, he splatters a guy on a sign, and we <laughs> laugh about it. Yeah. And then you realise, this is just... Yeah. The henchmen don't necessarily... They might not be evil. They might just be out of work, ex-service people, and that's the only job they can get. You think about that, Deadpool. It's, huh? it's, <laughs> have you got a thing against Deadpool? No, Deadpool's my f- like one of my favourite superheroes ever. I've got like comic runs of him all sorts but it's an interesting thing that if you think about it when it comes to the amount of deaths a lot of these superheroes kill more people than the villains ever do because they go for armies of henchmen fair enough it's the last 10 minutes of our show so to quote your terminology do you want to wrap up and just talk yeah about i mean future plans or do you, do you think it's uh it's time for the bomb bomb story Oh, I genuinely... Do you want me to, say, to tell people this or you? Oh, you know what? I think we'll save it till next week. They're not ready. <laughs> They're not ready. And my phone goes off. But I imagine we'll cut that out. It's Connor. I'll, I'll, I'll speak to him later. My brother just uh, rung me up. You can keep that part in. Uh, fine, that bit then. Right. Yeah, so do you want to, do you want me to tell yeah, the bomb bomb story? I, th- I think we shall because we each one. We're bigging yeah. this up like an amazing story, and people are going to hear it. it and yeah, it's like they're going to be so disappointed. It's like when you show someone how to cut an avocado, and yeah. you're like, "There's a special way now." Like, <gasps> right, and you show them. There was a classmate. Shall we mention his name? Michael. Michael, because that's his name. That's okay. I'm fine with naming anyone as long as we don't put their last name. Okay, so if we mention someone, right? Okay, there was a classmate called Michael, who. Safe to say we enjoyed a boisterous relationship Safe with him. Safe to say Colin. we wish we were still in contact with him. Yeah, so if you, by any chance, if we ever hit mainstream media and yeah, this comes, uh, Michael comes across this, please, if you, you know who we are, you know us, please remain in contact with us. But anyway, I used to go in class carrying bags of sweets. And my favourite, uh, I used to buy what, what are called bonbons. Now, I don't know what the American equivalent of these are, but they're very circular, sweet, hard sweets. I think they still sweets. call them bonbons. They like, call they're them French, bonbons. aren't they? So they might. So probably do, yeah. So anyway, yeah. I purchased... Blue raspberry, to be exact. <laughs> I purchased a bag of bonbons. Blue raspberry, brilliant. And um, everyone liked them. You know, and and there there was we make we were making double entendres in class because everyone was saying and, uh, everyone loves sucking Irvine's bonbons. That was yeah, the inside like, joke. Or everyone loves my balls or things <laughs> like that. You know, very collegey. And uh, in college, I think as best I remember, we kind of without realizing it took turns bringing in sweets. Yes. One day it was you. One day it was me. Like one week, Michael bought. Uh, and he, I, I don't think this was intentional, but it came across at one point that he seemed to copy everything I was buying. And he bought. Liked he bought a bag of bonbons. Now but, he bought proper bonbons. Yeah, he bought the proper bonbons. But no one seemed to particularly like this flavor. Just out of pure coincidence. And I might have said made a cop passing comment in class. Everyone loved my bonbons. But no one likes sucking on Michael's bonbons. And at this point, <laughs> the room fell quiet. <laughs> apart from one laugh for a couple of seconds. Yeah. And this was our tutor, Michelle. Yeah. Who just went bright red and started the shoulder. It's the shoulders. 
when someone's trying to laugh and the shoulders they they hold it in the yeah. shoulders move the yeah. shoulders <laughs> and then from that moment the room erupted in laughter <laughs> to the point where it was like hyenas yeah. it was terrible the only person who didn't laugh I think was uh, I think even he laughed towards the end was Michael yeah, like for some reason that small joke. Ooh, everyone loves my bonbons. No one wants to suck on Michael's. It was just the way he said it was so. Oh, but now you see. Oh, it's not. It's not even that great of a story, no, and we're in fits just, of laughter. Yeah, I suppose like you, it's one of them. You'd have to have been the. Like but, it was wow. just. To, to make our tutor break down was just a highlight. <laughs> Unheard of, I think, because I don't think I was ever in that uh, position. But, yeah, it was good times. I good mean, times. The, t- the tutor, she did love ribbing you occasionally, <laughs> yeah, didn't Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, oh God. Uh, Best assured, listeners, you know, the banter I always gave, I got back, so, yeah, definitely. You got back tenfold sometimes. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. Well, she was one of the ones that started taking the mick out of your walk, Mr. Penguin. Yeah, she did, didn't she? Yes, because mm. I have a, apparently, I've never noticed it myself, but no, I have. I have a interesting, unique walk, apparently. You use, I think it's gotten better. It's gotten better. Yeah, it's, it's improved better, over the years. I used Basic, to walk, I've got used a flat to, feet. I used to walk like a penguin. And, yeah, didn't Michelle, at one point, you, we were walking out the Beacon Centre in Blackburn College, name drop, and uh, <laughs> she was like, come on, I'll race you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, the cruelty. But, yeah, no, it was that type of classroom. It was yeah, that no. type of environment, wasn't it? So... Brilliant tutor. Yeah. One of the best. Definitely, definitely. So, is there anything you want to add before we uh No, I'm just... Thank you for everyone listening. And also, uh, despite our views on, uh, well, as well as our views on Facebook, I've already told you, but we are actually getting some views on things like Spotify, So, yes. which we are on. We're on about six different websites. So Anchor, Spotify, Google, something. Um, so, yeah, if anyone listens to us on Spotify, maybe also just play this in the background as well. Yeah, on, um, we have apparently have certain listeners that do that. So Yeah, yeah. so play this in the background on um, YouTube as well. Uh, am I going to have to say it? Do you want me to do it? Ah, oh, do it right. Look, <laughs> will, you, will you guys listening just press that like button, subscribe and ding the bell. Maybe leave a comment under the um, YouTube video or when Irvine puts it up on his Facebook, because I actually do want to know everyone's preferences or if they've got a favourite game or something or a movie. Please be- like us. Please. <laughs> Please because make I, us I, popular. I, I would actually like to give people my thoughts on something that is their favourite. By all means. Maybe yeah. accidentally shit all over it, but also my opinion is my opinion. And then the day, if you just enjoy our company, you know, just look at it like that. You want yeah. to know our latest content, so subscribe to that, if nothing else. Yeah, um, we actually are now really enjoying doing this. So, you know, I, I want to keep this going. Yeah, but definitely, definitely. So if we can hit 100 views each time, yeah. I'll be happy. We're hitting 60, I'm happy. But that's you got to think as well, because I hardly go on the channel uh, these days only to upload it. It's, well, it's so made uploads. It's got to be at least 55 to 60 separate people. It yeah. has to be. For those that don't know, just behind the curtain a little bit, um, we record this, and then it's me that edits and uploads and everything. So um, I need a cup that says "World's Greatest Employee." <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, Anz. 
of course, I, I I don't think we should forget it's your brother. Who's yeah, done my brother is on the artwork work. as well. So, so again, even though we've already done it, I think yeah, I've got to say a big kudos to him. Thank you so much, and, and we uh, still appreciate it. Yeah, so, so that's that's it. That's it for this, this week. week. Hope you enjoyed listening to us. And as always, Dancing Bear out. I've been Dancing Bear, the aut- your autistic prince. And I've been Tom Koala. That name's never going to sit right. <laughs> See you later. See you next week.